eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and Grisham swings, hits one in the air to deep right field. Weaver's going back. He's on the warning track. He will leap, and it will go! A home run! Trent Grisham has tied it up against his old team, and it's 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Trent Grisham, the big moment in this game here tonight for the Padres, tying the game at 3-3 with a two-run home run in the bottom half of the eighth inning. But the Milwaukee Brewers take the opener of this four-game series with a run in the top of the tenth inning. Padres can't answer in extra innings as the Brewers win it by a final score of 4-3. Final totals here tonight in ten for Milwaukee. Four runs, six hits, no errors. And for San Diego, three runs, six hits, and no errors. With the win, the Padres drop to seven and seven and the brewers keep on winning a lot of games in the early part of this season they improve to nine and four sam levitt with you on our post game show from inside the loft here at the western metal building at petco park we have a lot to do on our post game coverage we'll have all the highlights for you also go down to the padres clubhouse here from padres manager bob melvin plus we'll get your thoughts we'll get my thoughts we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much much more to get to but quickly just to recap this one padres trailed for most of this game rowdy Telez, a two-run home run in the top of the first inning against Nick Martinez, who would settle in in this game. Manny Machado hit his first home run of the year with a solo shot in the first inning. It was a two-to-one game. Then the Brewers hit another home run at Mike Brasso, a solo shot in the fifth inning to make it three-to-one Milwaukee. The other big story early in this game was right-hander Colin Ray, the former Padre, was really, really good. He basically aside from giving up the home run to Manny, shut down this Padres offense, five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up. The Padres offense was very, very quiet today, aside from the one swing later by Trent Grisham, a game-tying two-run home run in the eighth inning, tied it at three, but then the run in the top of the tenth inning, a sack fly by Rowdy Telez to get the automatic runner. Christian Yelich in from third base, made it four to three Milwaukee. Padres made a little noise in the bottom of the tenth inning, but ultimately not enough as the Brewers win it four to three, and they take this series opener. Padres have now dropped two in a row. We'll step aside here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network when we come back. We'll have a listen back to the highlights from this game, hear from Bob Melvin, and much, much more to get to. Our post-game show gets rolling when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in 10 innings here tonight at Petco Park. The Milwaukee Brewers 4 and the San Diego Padres 3. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego. Petco Park clearing out. It was a sellout crowd here in downtown San Diego tonight. Shout out to the fans. They were excellent once again tonight on Juan Soto bobblehead night. 43,296, the fifth sellout already here at Petco Park this season. So that was absolutely terrific to see. They really had two swings to cheer about, the early home run by Manny, the late home run by Trent Grisham. But again, not enough as Milwaukee wins this series opener. First game of this four-game set by a 4-3 to three final. Final totals in this game for Milwaukee, four runs, six hits, no errors. And for San Diego, three runs, six hits, and no errors. A lot to do in our post-game coverage. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. We'll also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. If you want to get in line right now for phone calls, you can do that, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. We'll get to some of your phone calls coming up in just a little while, plus much more to come, our nightly awards, all that good stuff coming up here on the post-game show. First, let's take a listen back to some of the highlights from from tonight's game. Nick Martinez made the start for the Padres. He walked the leadoff man, Christian Yelich, to begin the game. Two batters later, it was Rowdy Telez at the plate. 0-1 to Rowdy Telez. Martinez deals. Rowdy hits it in the air, deep down the right field line, hooking towards the pole, and it's going to go. A two-run homer for Rowdy Telez. His third of the season, just kind of on a line out towards the Petco porch, and the Brewers jump in front 2-0 in the first. Padres responded in the bottom half against Brewers starter and former Padre Colin Ray. There was one out and nobody on for Manny Machado. Here's the payoff pitch to Manny. He swings, hits it in the air really well out to deep right field. Anderson is back at the wall. He will watch and it will go. A home run for Manny Machado. His first of the year in the 14th game of the season. A long at bat against Colin Ray. And it ends with the Padres' first run of the night. Nick Martinez would settle in a bit, throwing scoreless innings in the second, third, and fourth. Meanwhile, Ray did the same. In the fifth inning, it was Mike Brasso leading off for Milwaukee. Here's the 0-1. Brasso swings, hits it in the air, straightaway center deep. Grisham, full speed ahead, back to the wall, gets there, and it's going to go. A home run just over the fence in straightaway, and I mean straightaway center field. Second home run of the season for Brasso, and the Brewers able to add to their lead. Now 3-1 here in the fifth. Brewers starter Colin Ray was called up from AAA Nashville earlier in the day, but you wouldn't know it by the way he handled this Padres offense. Padres could not get anything going against Ray. He went five and two-thirds innings, allowing just the one home run to Manny Machado. Nick Martinez was solid. He was done after six innings, three runs given up. Martinez's final line, those six innings, three runs, five hits, walk three, struck out two on 92 pitches. Stephen Wilson pitched the scoreless top of the seventh inning. 
inning. In the bottom half of the seventh, the Padres still down 3-1. to one. Back-to-back singles from Xander Bogarts and Nelson Cruz put two on base with one out, but Jake Cronenworth grounded into an inning-ending double play. On to the eighth inning, Tim Hill worked around a couple of base runners for a scoreless top half. In the bottom half, the Padres still trailing 3-1. to one. Matt Bush entered out of the Milwaukee bullpen. He issued a two-out walk to pinch hitter Matt Carpenter. That set the stage for Trent Grisham. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and Grisham swings, hits one in the air to deep right field. Reamer's going back. He's on the warning track. He will leap, and it will go! A home run! Trent Grisham has tied it up against his old team, and it's 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Trent Grisham, his fourth home run of the season already. A huge moment for Grisham. The Padres tied the game at 3-3 in the eighth inning. More on Grisham's fourth home run of the year coming up later. Speaking of former Brewers, Josh Hader came on for the top of the ninth inning, a scoreless frame. Devin Williams pitched a scoreless bottom half of the ninth inning. We went two extras tied at three. Luis Garcia entered for the Padres in the tenth inning. Christian Yelich was Milwaukee's automatic runner. Garcia walked Willie Adamas, then a double steal. Rowdy Telez hit a sack fly to right field to score Yelich. Brewers led four to three on that same play. Adamas went to third base, so another run was standing on third base with one out. Garcia did a really good job after that. Struck out William Contreras and got a ground out from Garrett Mitchell to end the inning and keep it a one-run game. So he went to the bottom half of the 10th inning. The Padres trailing 4-3. to three. Brandon Dixon pinch ran for Nelson Cruz. He was the automatic runner at second base against the right-hander from Milwaukee, Yoel Payams. And the inning went like this. Jake Cronenworth hit into a fielder's choice. A really nice play by Willie Adamas fielding a ground ball at shortstop throwing to third base they got Dixon the lead runner one out Cronenworth on first base then Hassan Kim hit a ball hard but to the center fielder Mitchell that was out number two Jose Zokar then hit an infield single to send Cronenworth to second base so the situation Padres down four to three bottom of the 10th inning runners on first and second Luis Camposano stepped in against Payams and here's what happened 0-2 0-2 to Camposano. Here's the pitch and a swing and a miss. Strike three. The ball game is over. Got him with a slider to finish it. And the Padres cannot score in the 10th inning as Milwaukee wins game one of this four-game series by a final of 4-3. to That was the ball game here tonight as the Padres drop this series opener to the Brewers. The Padres with the defeat dropped to an even 7-7 on this early season, and Brewers continue to play well. They improve to 9-4. Padres fall in the opener of this four-game series. Let's hear reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin down in the clubhouse. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. On one hand, you guys fought back. On the other hand, the bats were quiet for much of the game early yeah. on. How do you assess this one? Tough loss is how it was. I mean, we got the momentum on our side with the homer. You know, we got Josh coming in the game and get the you know middle of our order up and you know so it's we felt like we were in pretty good position you know obviously didn't work out that way was it good to see or encouraging to see Manny get going with the homer and then for Trent to come through in that moment as well yeah no his swings were better tonight for sure so um you know look we we have more in us offensively and it's going to come around at some point you know these are the type of games when you're at home and you end up tying the game like that that you expect to win just didn't work out for us what do you think of nick tonight good he just you know really just the two homers so first inning kind of before you settle in two run homer and then just made pitch you know the one other bad pitch to to brosseau and ended up being three runs but six innings three runs we should be able to overcome that no garcia threw to second he was aware of the runner yeah just... we were just a little bit slow. We got to be a little bit quicker to the plate. You know, you got two good runners out there and put us in a tough spot when, you know, obviously when they stole the base. I know this is something that's being constantly worked on. It was worked on in spring training. Now that it's happening, like every, or you have a game every day, like how can you guys get better quicker? We thought we had a meeting about it today. We're trying to get better. We're trying to, you know, get quicker to the plate. We have some other 
things that we're going to try. Um, you know, we just got to give our catchers an opportunity. Dixon, what could he have done different? Well, you know what? It's an instinctive move. You know, it's if you think you got a chance, and obviously he broke quickly. And you know, Domus is a heck of a player with a quick transfer and a strong arm. And you know, it's that's one that's you know we're trying to get somebody over and get him to third with less than two. Didn't happen. What was the challenge tonight with Ray? You know, it was it was a heater at the top and a cutter that seemed like, you know, there wasn't a lot of depth to us. A lot of our lefties were underneath the ball with their barrels. I think the righties had some better swings. Um, you know, you, you keep hating to say that, you know, it's a guy that you haven't seen before, a new guy, but, you know, he was out there for almost six innings. Um, hit a couple balls hard, but not enough. Obviously, your focus is here tonight, just logistically in the 10 minutes between the end of the game. Has anyone told you what Tatis did tonight? I have heard, yeah. I have. He, it's not a surprise. He's ramping up. He's excited to get here. So hopefully has a big impact when he does. Who's, who would have been your hitter if Ha Sung had been? Had come uh, <laughs> uh, nobody at that point. So we were hoping he, he was okay. Yeah. You know this lineup is, is so good, it's so talented. Is it is it, just, is it been hard to get acclimated to the pitch clock, or is it just a matter of finding rhythm, or what do you think? Yeah, we just haven't hit our stride yet. You know, I mean, you, I was looking at today, you know, we're, what are we, ninth in the league or something like that offensively with RBIs, runs, eighth, ninth, something like that. We're a better team than that. We just haven't hit our stride yet. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Padres fall by a final of 4-3 to three in 10 innings to the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll step aside here in our post-game show. When we come back, you'll hear some of my reaction to what Bob Melvin had to say, some analysis of tonight's loss. We'll also take your phone calls coming up, 833-288-0973. I will also tell you more about what Fernando Tatis Jr. did in El Paso, Texas tonight. He had a remarkable game for AAA El Paso. When we come back from the break, you're going to hear one of the calls from that game, one of the radio calls as well. So we're going to talk about that. Plenty more to come in our post-game show. Your phone calls and more. Look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Still much, much more to do. Again, the final in 10 here tonight at Petco Park. The Brewers 4 and the Padres 3. Our Padres post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The final score in 10 innings here tonight, the Milwaukee Brewers 4 and the San Diego Padres 3 as the Brewers take the opener of this four-game series. Padres drop to 7-7, seven and seven, Brewers improve to 9-4. and four. Still a lot to do on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll take your phone calls here coming up, 833-288-0973, the phone number Again, 833-288-0973. We have already played Bob Melvin's post-game media availability. If you missed it, we will have it available coming up fairly soon. Uh, well, hopefully by the end of tonight uh, on my Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed. I've mentioned this a few times over the last few days, but you can listen to my full post-game shows on replay on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed. We also post our pregame segments on there. So Bob Melvin's pregame media availabilities, my one-on-one interviews, pretty much all the content you hear uh, pre-game, post-game, we have the full post-game shows uh, every day, including all the highlights. It's up on that podcast feed. Quite honestly, usually by the time the, the night's over, not 
all that long after I sign off uh, the air. By the latest, we have it up in the morning. So you can listen to the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Just search it up, subscribe, and we really do appreciate that. We'll have a lot coming up here. Again, your phone calls. We will tell you about our relief pitcher of the game, our player of the game, out-of-town scoreboard, all that good stuff coming up. I do want to break down a few elements of this ball game here tonight, and the story has to begin with the offense. Not much doing for the Padres, and a tip of the cap to Colin Ray. The former Padre calls up from AAA Nashville only earlier today, and he was excellent against this very talented Padres lineup. Five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up, the one run he gave up, one of the two hits he gave up, was the Manny home run in the first inning. But aside from that, the Padres just did not have anything going against them. In fact, the Padres had two hits against them in the first inning. The home run by Manny, the single by Bogarts. After that, they did not have another base hit against Colin Ray. In fact, they only had one other base runner against Colin Ray. He was really good, deserves credit for what he did tonight against the Padres. And look, I don't know if it was getting in Late yesterday after a cross-country flight, but this offense just did not do a whole lot, whether it was against Ray or the Brewers' bullpen. There were two big moments, the home run by Manny, the late home run by Grisham, which was a huge swing. Credit to Trent Grisham, huge moment for him. He continues to do very good things, especially in the power department. And again, uh, to, uh, to, you know what, we're going to pause here for a second for station identification on the Padres Radio Network. KWFN HD1, San Diego. This is Manny Machado from the San Diego Padres. The Padres lay here, 97.3, the fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Sam Levitt with you here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. I apologize for the interruption. We had to get the uh, legal ID in, so uh, apologize for that. But we got to do what we got to do anyway. Talking about Trent Grisham here. Just to, to put in context what Grisham has done in the home run department. Number one, he's now tied for the team lead in home runs with four with Xander Bogarts. Grisham did not hit his fourth home run until June 11th of last year. In his 57th game of the season, it's April 13th and he already has four. So again, a really good sign for Trent Grisham, and, and that's just a huge spot, a huge spot to hit the home run in. In the eighth inning, ends up not coming in a win, but regardless, a really big moment for Trent Grisham. But that those were the positives, the Manny home run and the Grisham home run. I'll give you the negative right now. Since Monday in New York, including the game on Monday, that was a game the Padres lost 5 nothing. the game that Max Scherzer started went five scoreless innings. Since Monday, the Padres only have five RBI base hits, five run-scoring hits, and I'll I'll tell you what they are. It was the two-run double on Tuesday for Manny, a two-run home run for Bogarts in the ninth inning on that Tuesday. Then it was a two-run home run for Soto yesterday in New York. That's three, and then the two home runs here today. So the last four games, the Padres only have five run-scoring hits five RBI hits it's hard to win if the offense doesn't do more than what they've done you heard Bob Melvin alluded uh, allude to it there um, you know a little bit more quiet than what you would expect especially the last handful of games do I think it's time to push the panic button absolutely not but I think it's safe to say it's been a little bit quieter at times really aside from You know, maybe a game or two, that game Sunday in Atlanta comes to mind where this offense really broke out, really passed the baton. It's been, I think you could say, more quiet than loud on most nights here so far for the Padres, albeit through 14 games. One thing we mentioned in the pregame show, and a lot of people are talking about it right now, and rightfully so, because it came up again in the 10th inning here tonight. The Padres controlling the running game. The Padres coming into tonight, we talked about it pregame, had allowed 16 stolen bases so far. That's the most in the National League. And not just that, but opposing teams were 16 for 17 on stolen base opportunities. Looking to tonight, stolen bases. Adamas had a couple. So Adamas had one in the third inning, then had the steal in the 10th inning on the double steal by 
uh, Yelich and Adamas. And that ended up being very significant, that double steal, which is why, you know, Bob Melvin was talking about it post game. Very significant because after the double steal put runners on second and third with nobody out, sack fly to right field by Telez. Remember, Yelich at that point's on third base because of the, uh, because of the double steal. Now, Garcia did a good job getting out of the rest of the inning, but that was significant, the double steal. Set up the sack fly opportunity. So, again, um, you know, and, and you heard Bob Melvin, is, and he said this earlier today, he said it a couple of times now, that his pitchers have to be quicker to the plate. You know, it's start there. So, however you want to view the quote-unquote stolen base issue right now for the Padres, uh, it's fairly significant, and it happened again in the 10th inning where a stolen base, an opposing stolen base, really did play a significant role in this game here tonight. So the offense, uh, the stolen bases, late in the game in the 10th inning, what were the positives here tonight? Nick Martinez, pretty good. Two-run home run given up in the first inning, solo home run given up in the fifth inning. But aside from that, go six, three earned runs given up. Five hits allowed, walk three, struck out two, 92 pitches, quality outing for Nick Martinez. Guys, I'm on the radio here, please. Um, Steven Wilson in the seventh inning, scoreless. Tim Hill in the eighth inning, scoreless. Josh Hader, a scoreless ninth inning. Luis Garcia, unearned run in that nine, uh, in the tenth inning, rather. Um, look, the bullpen was good. The pitching department did their part here tonight. Uh, really did. I apologize uh, for that, folks. I had some uh, <laughs> some people <laughs> making some noise uh, right in front of me. Um, but look, again, the pitching, pretty good here tonight, you know, and um, a couple of home runs. That should be something on most nights this offense should be able to overcome. Didn't happen tonight. Again, no panic button here, and I've said this really throughout the first couple of weeks of this season, you know, through a, an up-and-down start. No panic button at all, but but this is the kind of game, and we've said this a time or two, the Padres should find a, uh, find a way to score enough runs to win, I think is the, the best way to put it. Now, let's go to Fernando Tatis Jr., and we'll have uh, the radio call from El Paso coming up uh, after our next break, I promise. But just so you know, and uh, if you're wondering, in a week, Fernando rejoins the Padres, Monday in Arizona. Fernando Tatis Jr. tonight in El Paso for the AAA affiliate, El Paso Chihuahuas. Five for six, a double, three home runs, eight RBIs. Now, it is the Pacific Coast League. It's very hitter friendly, but still, I mean, five for six, three home runs, a double, I got a report from El Paso saying amazing night here. Crowd went nuts. So, hey, on a night where the Padres' offense, aside from a couple of big swings, was fairly quiet, maybe you can dream of this lineup being whole with Fernando Tatis Jr. in it here very, very soon and a huge night for El Nino in El Paso. Great to see. And, again, we will play uh, the radio call. I want to play it for you on the other side of this break. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. We will get some of your phone calls here coming up in just a couple of minutes. I do want to do a few things before we get to that. Let's first tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. You know, this is a tough one. And you know I like to go with the Padres when possible. But it's hard not to go with Colin Ray here tonight from Milwaukee. It, it just is very hard not to give it to him. I mean, called up from AAA Nashville, hadn't pitched in the big leagues in a little bit, you know, made an appearance for the Brewers late last year. So he had a late appearance, but has been up and down between the big leagues and AAA. Five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up, two hits, one walk, struck out six. He had one mistake, the home run given up to Manny. That was it. 83 pitches, 49 for strikes. Really had a shot to finish that sixth inning before Craig Council took him out. 
He was very good, a huge part of this win for Milwaukee tonight. I think Colin Ray has to be our ace pitcher of the game. But again, I do want to mention the nice outing for Nick Martinez. Yeah, a couple of, a couple of mistakes, the two-run home run to Tellez and the solo home run to Brasso. But aside from that, Martinez was solid, and I thought good enough uh, a good enough outing to win this ball game here tonight. Before we get to some of your phone calls, let's take a look at a couple of players that went deep in the major leagues here today. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crust gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at our home run tally. Let's focus on what happened in Baltimore today. Ryan Mountcastle went deep in that game in Baltimore against the Oakland A's. Mountcastle, who had nine RBIs in a game the other day, had another home run here today. But the biggest home run of the day, a walk-off home run for Adley Rutschman in Baltimore, propelling the Orioles to an 8-7 lead over the A's. An 8-7 win, I should say, over the A's. And that's a look at our home run tally. Wanted to focus on what went on in Baltimore today. We will have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later in our post-game show. All right, let's uh, knock out a couple of phone calls here. Again, the number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweeted us at 973thefansd or at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also find me on Instagram at Sammy Lev there as well. And uh, find me on TikTok too, Sammy Levitt, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V-E. ITT on TikTok. While we're talking about that, I did promise uh, a couple of a uh, couple of young men uh, down uh, <laughs> down by where I stand uh, uh, before the the game ends down by the field. Wyatt and Alex. I told them I would give them a shout out. Wyatt and Alex. So I uh, hope you're listening. Thank you for tuning in and good meeting you both earlier today uh, by the field. Wyatt and Alex. Thanks so much for tuning in and saying. Hello. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, we begin with Ryan in Ramona. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Welcome to the Padres Radio Network postgame show. I'm doing good, Sam. How are you? I'm, I am back on. I don't know if you remember me, but back on. Uh, of, of course I remember you. Ryan, what's up? Nothing much. I was just wondering if, like, if the Padres lineup is going to be better with Fernando. That's really it. Like, what it's going to change. Yeah, Ryan. Well, look, of course they will be better with Fernando. I mean, and appreciate the call, Ryan. Of course they will. Now, I'm not just saying that because of what he did tonight. I mean, they've got a guy who is a true star MVP caliber talent that will be returning to this team. Now, I think it's important to have realistic expectations for Fernando, especially early. Forgetting everything he did in spring training, forgetting even what he did tonight, what he's done on, uh, in the minor leagues, in the lead-up to coming back, I just think it's different playing in the majors every day, and it may take a, a little while for Fernando to really get going. Again, I'm just I'm saying that could happen. For all I know, he's going to get here, he's going to hit you know three home runs in his first game, and you know be be 25 for his first 50. I don't know. But, you know, it's possible that there may be a reacclimation period after not playing in the major leagues for over a year. Um, but with all that said, the talent of Fernando, we know what he is. We know what he can do. And certainly having Fernando at the top of this lineup makes you a lot better, not just a little better. It makes the offense a lot better. He's that type of talent. He's that type of game changer. And then it will allow Bob Melvin to, to have the full complement of this lineup with Fernando and Manny and Soto and Xander Bogarts and Cronenworth and Cruz and Carpenter and Kim. And the list goes on and on and on. This lineup will be at full strength, and I do believe it will make a difference. Now, does it excuse some of the quietness we've seen early um, at times from this offense? No, because there's still plenty of talent in this lineup to score runs. But Fernando will be an enormous addition, and there's no way around that. I don't know that he's going to get here and immediately tear the cover off the ball. Um, there is a different element to being in the major leagues, to facing major league pitching every day. But I'm fairly confident that even if it doesn't happen immediately, 
over the long haul of the rest of this season, Fernando will prove to be the Fernando that we saw in 2021 and the, and the star he's been since he arrived in the major league. So it makes your lineup and your team that much better. It does. All right, let's go to Jay, who's calling in from the car. Hi, Jay. How's it going? Sammy, great to meet you in person tonight, bud. I got the boys with me, too. They were stoked to finally put a face to a name. Absolutely. Great meeting you. Thank you for coming in and uh, saying hello. That was great. Great to meet uh, uh, the kids. It was uh, it was awesome. And, and as always, appreciate you tuning in, calling in. Oh, 100%. I think you're exactly right uh, what you said about Bowmel. Like, nobody's freaking out. We're 14 games in and we're 500. I mean, that's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, you know, it could be worse. We've had worse starts. What I will say is that when we do have a crappy April, usually May and June look pretty good. And we do have, like you've been saying for the last 10 minutes, we got 2-3 coming back here. And I believe that that energy in that clubhouse is going to bring the bats alive. So no panic button like you said. Wait it out. These bats will start swinging. We will start scoring more runs than the other teams and putting wins on the board. So, you know, it sucks to lose a one-run game in the 10th. I've never been a fan of the runner on second, um, unless it goes our way, of course. But, uh you know, it, it swings that way sometimes. And to lose by one run, that's a good ball game, you know. So hats off to the uh, Brewers pitcher, like you said. He did pitch yeah. great. Martinez pitched great as well. Our bullpen was great. Everybody did a good job tonight. So it's just one of those ones you lose by one. You chalk it up and you play again tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Jay, appreciate the call, and uh, thanks so much for, for coming by earlier. Great to meet you. Um, look, I, I agree. Um, there's no panic button up here in the Western Metal Building for me. Um, you know, I think... The offense not doing a lot tonight was was a little disappointing, other than the two big swings by Manny and Grisham. You know, getting Fernando back is obviously a, a very significant thing. You know, looking at today's game, again, and this is stuff we talked about pregame. They were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. They didn't have a ton of opportunities with runners in scoring position, but we did talk about it in the pregame that the Padres, what was the number coming in? I'm looking for it in my notes. 205 batting average in those scenarios coming in. That was ranking last in the National League in in hitting with runners in scoring position. Now, I'm willing to bet it ain't going to be like that the whole year or or even the rest of this month. It's a very small sample size, 14 games. But you would like to see that number uh, come up. As far as the extra innings, I mean, if there's anybody out there blaming Luis Garcia tonight, I mean, that's just, that's that's incorrect. Um, I, I, look, the extra inning rule is what it is. There are probably people out there that think it's great, and there are probably a lot of people out there that hate it. It's tough. You start with the automatic runner now. Could, uh, could Luis have done a better job trying to keep the runners close? Maybe. You know, he did spin around and throw to second, so it was in his head trying to keep the runners close, but they pull off the double steal anyway. Then a sack fly, and Brewers take the lead, and, and the game's over. So, look, the extra inning stuff, it's it's wacky with, with starting with a runner on second base. I have always found it very hard to put much blame on the relievers in these scenarios. It's an awfully tough position they're put in. Look, it works for both teams, but it's a it's a very tough spot. I mean, you're coming in in a tie game, you know, automatically you have a runner on base. It's hard. And and Garcia, when you look at it, look, he issued the walk, which is not the end of the world in that spot, but the, the, the double steal was significant. And then the sack fly, obviously, is what it is, and he gets the next two guys. So it wasn't a bad job by Luis Garcia, but that's, hey, this is what the automatic runner is supposed to do. They're supposed to score and make the game shorter. I mean, that's why we have it. So it worked tonight, unfortunately, in favor of the Brewers. You know, hey, Milwaukee made a really good play in the bottom of the 10th inning with Dixon on second, the ground ball to Adamas off the bat of Cronenworth. That's a great play by Willie Adamas. Didn't hesitate, went right to third, and got Dixon by a bit. So that's a good play. And then you have the opportunity with with Campusano, who hadn't had an at-bat to that point in the game. So it's not an easy spot for Luis in, in that spot. But, again, we're, we're talking about one at-bat here or there. And just like that, the game's over. So um, I don't, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into the, the, the extra inning as far as you know, blame or things like that. Obviously, it's important. It decides a win or a loss, but it's wacky. It is. It's wacky. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes they 
They fall in your favor in these extra innings, and sometimes they don't. And tonight it did not for the San Diego Padres. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. I know we have more phone calls to get to. We will get to them, 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, 833-288-0973. Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much more to come. Again, the final in 10, the Brewers 4 and the Padres 3 on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Break Swung on. High fly ball. Carrying in left. It's deep. Tori Alba back. Gone! Three home runs. Eight RBIs for Fernando Tatis Jr. El Nino puts on a show in El Paso. Tim Haggerty on the El Paso Chihuahuas radio network. Fernando Tatis Jr., five for six in El Paso tonight. Three home runs, eight RBIs. He had a double as well. For a, a big night for Fernando. So if you didn't like what you saw from the Padres offense overall here tonight, good news in a week, a week from today. Uh, oh, sorry. Wait, is it a week? Yes, a week from today, April 13th. A week from today, help is on the way. Fernando Tatis Jr. will rejoin the Padres. And uh, certainly, like we were saying before the break, a big boost coming to this lineup. And again, Tatis with three home runs in the Pacific Coast League for AAA El Paso tonight. I would highly recommend you go watch the home runs on social media. They're all up on the El Paso Chihuahuas Twitter. I'm sure on their website on uh, other social media as well. Again, the final here tonight at Petco Park. The Brewers four and the Padres three in ten innings. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Still a good deal to do here on the post-game. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a bit. Also tell you about our player of the game again the big moments in this game Manny Machado a solo home run in the first inning that made it a two to one game Milwaukee ahead after Rowdy Telez had a two-run home run in the top of the first inning against Nick Martinez it stayed two to one for a while solo home run by Mike Brasso in the fifth inning made it three to one Milwaukee stayed that way until there were two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning when Trent Grisham hit a game-tying two-run home run to tie it at three. We went to extra innings. The Brewers got a run on a sack fly by Telez to make it four to three. Padres did make noise, had the tying and winning runs on base in the bottom of the tenth inning, but a strikeout of Luis Campusano by Yoel Payamps ended the game here tonight as, again, the Brewers won it. By the final of four to three, Padres dropped to seven and seven. Brewers improved to nine and four. All right, let's go back to the phones. 833-288-0973. The phone number again, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Mary, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, Mary. Enjoying a, oh, a, a nice night here at here at Petco Park. How are you? Too cold. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it was exciting in the uh, bottom of the eighth, and uh, you know, sad when we lost. But I think back on the years that I've been to the games, that we've been behind by seven yeah. at the um, end of the eighth, and come back and won a game. So you know. This is, I I think, you know, it's not the norm right now. Mm. And there's something else I'd like to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 88 years old, and my hearing is really bad. Mm-hmm. The only way I can enjoy the Padres is listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that that background noise could be lowered so that I can hear the uh, announcers. Mary, you you mean during the games? 
Yeah. Well, Mary, it's I will. So loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. like the the back the background crowd noise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Mary, but I, I will. Thought, I'll, well, maybe I'll, you could ask somebody. Yeah, I will. I, Mary, I, I will certainly pass that along and uh, appreciate the feedback. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure we all appreciate it here at the station. So I will certainly, Mary, pass that along. And uh, thank you for listening. I, I we, we all appreciate you listening and, and uh, your support of the Padres and the Padres Radio Network. I, I certainly will pass that along. All right, that's Mary calling in. Mary, thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, certainly we'll pass that along. Hey, if there's ever... Uh, Anything uh, you want to hear a little bit differently on the broadcast, hey, we're, we're happy to uh, hear suggestions and always happy to hear feedback. Mary, appreciate you listening. Thanks for calling in. Let's go to Mikey, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Mikey. How are you? Hey, how are you? Doing well, Mikey. Mikey's my brother's name, so I'm, I'm happy to talk okay. to you tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you beat him up when you were kids? No. No. Come on. Well... No, we had we. I'll tell you, we had one incident where we were uh, we were fighting only over computer. Yeah, only one in, only one incident I can remember. We were fighting over the one computer we had at the time in our house. Okay, <laughs> Mikey, what's up? How's it going? All right. Well, Mary's a perfect lead for me. I was talking about the broadcasting. Okay. Hey, you know, can you tell Jesse Adler to stop calling the game off the monitor? Okay, Mikey, 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 enough, enough, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. This is not the platform. Jesse does an outstanding, outstanding job here for the Padres, and uh, we love what Jesse does. So nothing nothing I got for you on that. We uh, love what Jesse does, and uh, he does an absolutely outstanding job as the uh, radio voice of the Padres. So nothing but good things to say about Jesse. Let's continue on. We go to Colin in Encinitas calling in. Hi, Colin. How are you? Colin, you there? All right, no Colin. All right, let's go to Dom in San Isidro. Dom, welcome to the Padres Radio Network postgame show. What's going on? No Dom? Okay. Oh, Maddie back in the studio. Let me know if uh, if we're... Oh, they're all gone? Okay. All right, so that'll do it for our phone calls in this segment. All right, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our relief pitcher of the game. We'll stay on the Padres side of things here tonight. Really, every reliever in this game did pretty nicely. Garcia gave up the unearned run in the 10th inning. Matt Bush gave up the home run to Grisham. But aside from that, it was a really well-pitched game out of the bullpen. You know, Wilson was really good in the 7th. 1-2-3. Hill got out of a jam. You know what? Tonight we'll give it to Josh Hader, our relief pitcher of the game. Pitching against his old team, he continued to put together stellar work so far this season. One, two, three inning in the ninth, and that was big after Grisham hits the home run. You want that shutdown inning, so we'll go with Josh Hader on the Padres side of things for our relief pitcher of the game. All right, now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight on the Padres Radio Network. It's tough to not give it to Rowdy Telez of the Milwaukee Brewers. Had the early home run, a two-run shot. And then the sack fly to put the Brewers ahead in the 10th inning. So all in all, three hits, or I should say, excuse me, two hits for Telez. He was on three times, had a walk in this game, and had the go-ahead RBI and the home run early that set the tone for the Brew Crew. So Rowdy Telez, our player of the game. Certainly, I would say for the Brewers, 1A would be Colin Ray. We already gave Colin Ray our ace pitcher of the game, so uh, we'll keep him there. But he was great. I mean, very, very impressive from Colin Ray against his former team, the team that drafted him. 
And aside from the Manny home run, I mean, he gave up another base hit to Bogarts in the first inning. That was it. Padres had nothing against him. Aside from that, they had one other base runner, a walk to begin the third inning to Austin Nola. That was it against Colin Ray. So he was very, very impressive in this game. In fact, Ray retired the last 10 batters he faced. Very impressive outing for Ray as well. All right, let's step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up, get you ready for tomorrow, squeeze in a phone call or two if we can. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, the number to call. We continue on our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park. The Brewers 4 and the Padres 3. In 10 innings, Sam Levitt with you. Inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. Lights still on here at Petco Park. A chilly but pretty nice evening. And now everybody has exited the loft and the ballpark. And one of those moments where it's just me, me and my thoughts, and you. List right now on our post-game show. Tough one for the Padres and extras as they lose 4-3. to three. Again, in case you missed it, Manny Machado, a solo home run in the first inning, made it a 2-1 to one game. Padres were down for the majority of this game. That was after Rowdy Telez homered a two-run home run in the top of the first inning against Nick Martinez. Machado's home run made it 2-1. to one. A solo home run by Mike Brasso in the fifth inning made it 3-1. to one. Stayed that way until Trent Grisham hit a two-run home run in the eighth inning to tie the game at three. And then it was the Brewers scratching across a run on the sack fly by Telez in the tenth inning. Took a 4-3 to three lead. Padres could not match it in the bottom half of the tenth. And that's the way it went. Nick Martinez pretty solid here today. Six innings, three earned runs given up. Just the two home runs allowed and... You know, had a couple of base runners on in the third, a couple of base runners on uh, later in the in, in the fifth inning after the home run. Did a good job getting out of those situations. Again, I thought Nick was pretty good here tonight. Quality outing by the definition. Bullpen, really good. I mean, Wilson, Hill, Hayter, Garcia. I know he gave up the unearned run in the tenth inning, gets charged with the loss, but we went over it. It's hard to put a ton of blame on the relievers. Uh, in the extra inning scenario with the automatic runner, the only thing you really look at is having the double steal against him. Although Garcia was paying attention, you know, he threw to second base even though Bogarts wasn't covering. But the stolen base, the double steal, ends up being significant as uh, the sack fly brings in Yelich in that 10th inning. But again, and not to harp on it too much, the big story here tonight, the lack of Padres offense against the guy in Colin Ray who was fresh up from AAA Nashville earlier today, the former Padre. Five and two-thirds innings, one run given up. The only blemish was the home run given up to Manny, and then the bullpen between Peter Strezlecki, Matt Bush, who gave up the home run to Grisham, Devin Williams, a scoreless ninth inning, and Yoel Payams, a scoreless tenth inning, to shut the door, pick up his first save of the season, and that is the way it went. Milwaukee four and San Diego three. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard here in a moment, but let's go back to the phones. We go to Kelly, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Oh, great, Sammy. I'm uh, actually working late. Tax oh, time. okay. But <laughs> Well, but appreciate you tuning in. Glad, glad we could keep you company. I had to move all my season tickets to May. But, so May 2nd, the only question is oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip? Uh, are you at, like, cookies for, for me? <laughs> um, oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip? I'll go oatmeal raisin. All right. I'll go oatmeal well, raisin. I, I, li- I like both. I've never quite figured out where you are in the loft. Okay, well, I'll tell, I'll tell, 
Yeah, I'll tell you and everybody listening right now, I am inside the loft at the Western Metal Building. So to be very clear, because sometimes this confuses people, I am inside the stadium. You can't come to me without coming to the game. So we're inside the stadium. You go to the bar? You do. So you don't go to the very top of the Western Metal Building because there is a top. You don't go to the very top. Because where there's no roof, you go to the floor below. I think it's technically the fifth floor of the Western Metal Building. It's called the Beer Loft. You walk in, it's a bar. I mean, there's a ton of space, tables, pool tables, a big bar. I mean, plenty of seating. And then all the way uh, in the back of the bar towards the field is what's called the Rail And there's a great seating area out there with seats along a railing overlooking the field. It's a great view, beautiful view of the ballpark. I am right up against the rail. So I'm right up against the windows to the rail. To be quite honest, if you're inside the loft, and it does get very busy in here, so I think sometimes people can walk in and not see me kind of in the back here. But for the most part, it's kind of hard to miss. We have banners, 97.3 The Fan, Padres Radio Network. I'm a guy with a headset on talking to myself, so... Anyway, Kelly, very long answer to and say I that's where I am. Today that up and is like, are you on? Are you on? Yes, that did happen today. Kelly, I think I think you're pressing <laughs> some buttons on your phone. Be careful. Think Oh. Okay, Kelly uh Kelly's gone. Okay. Well, Kelly <laughs> Kelly, appreciate you calling in. And, uh, yes, please come say hello the next time you're here. Would love to meet you. Uh, Let's go to Ryan, who's calling in from La Mesa. Hi, Ryan. Hey, buddy. Uh, Fourth generation San Diego go pod race. Hey, hats off to Mary for calling 88 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm an an audiologist. I've worked on some sound rooms and stuff. Um, When COVID hit, they put in some background noise that – and I've got hearing issues. I'm 55 as well. Um, and, and and is the is the COVID background? You sound great now, but is the COVID background noise still being added no. by Major League Baseball to some of these uh, games? I I I don't believe so, Ryan. And, and thank you for the call. I I don't believe so. I mean, I I think the broadcast sounds great. So <laughs> I don't I I I don't know what to say really. I think the broadcast sounds great. I think it's mixed extremely well. I think the crowd sounds great. So, um, you know, again, Mary, appreciate you calling in, and I will pass it along. But I, I don't think they're piping in any noise to the broadcast. You, we, we go all over the country and broadcast and all the different crowds. It's We're taking to the game. There's a crowd here. There's 40,000-plus people here. So there's, there's naturally noise behind it. But uh, I think the broadcast from top to bottom sounds terrific. Let's uh, go to Mike who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Mike. Hey, buddy. How are we doing? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? Good. Um, I want to say I'm sorry that East County is trying to, uh, you know, monopolize this conversation. However, I would like to ask you a question, Sam. Yes. Samuel, if that's okay. Mike, what's uh, up? Yes. Tell me, uh, why is Juan Soto having such a hard time with the pitch clock? Well, Mike, you know, look, obviously, and appreciate the call. He's he's talked about it. A lot of these guys have talked about the struggles with it, adjusting to it. Um, you know, Juan was over for 4 tonight. Look, I... I I'm not down there. I'm not in the batter's box to know, to be honest with you. I think, you know, I think it's easy. Let's just talk about the pitch clock, because this is something we heard from the minor leagues last year, that it was actually having more of an effect on the hitters than the pitchers, and the pitchers are really on the, the clock. Now, the hitters are on a clock, too, because they have to be alert and ready by the by the eight seconds. You know, I think it's easy to to watch and look and say, what's the big deal? Get in the box and hit. I think that's a very easy way to look at it and a very simple way of looking at it. But you have guys here, whether it's Soto or whether it's Manny, whether it's anybody, that have played the game of baseball for a long time without ever, ever being on any sort of clock. And... I do think 
there is an adjustment. And I do think it's very plausible that guys, and maybe not everybody, but guys are adjusting to it and maybe at times struggling with it. You know, this is a very mental game. Hitting is so mental. You're thinking about what the pitcher is going to throw. You're thinking about your approach in that at bat. It is such a chess match. I mean, this is what we love about the game. And it's all been sped up. I mean, tonight's game before extra innings was flying. It was flying. We were in the seventh inning. I think it was 820. I mean, I looked. I was like, oh, my goodness. This may be a two-hour, five-minute game. Um, Look, I, I think it's very easy for all of us to sit here and say, get in the box and hit but i don't think it's that simple and i do think there's an adjustment and these guys have talked about it so um look i'm not in the box to give you a great answer as to why some guys seem to not think it's a big deal some guys seem to be struggling with it and really having to adjust to it but i but i think you know these guys have been playing baseball especially you know the guys who've been in the major leagues for a long time it's a little bit different for the younger guys coming up through the minor leagues because they've had it for a little bit here but it's a fairly significant change. These guys have never had to hit on a clock. They've never had to take a uh, take a pitch, excuse me, take a pitch, foul off a pitch, and then have a, a timer on them to get back in the box. You know, they've been able to, yes, adjust their batting gloves, to take a stroll, to, you know, look, it, it's all the stuff that Major League Baseball has tried to eliminate. And, um... You know, it's, I don't have a great answer, but I do think it's very plausible that some guys are having a real adjustment to it. They're really having to adjust to it, and it's not easy. I, I can, I get it. I do. The very simple way of looking at it is, hey, just get in the box and hit. And I just don't think hitting and performing at this kind of level is that simple. As crazy as it may sound, the routines, the time, the time to think, the time to process, the, the rituals, you know, they're important. It's a part of, of what these guys have done for years and years, you know, going back to when they were kids playing. So, you know, I, I again, I just, I think it's, I think it's a simple view of like, why, you know, um, I, I think it's, I think it's real, the adjustment period. So I'm willing to be, uh, you know, to, to kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm lenient towards it, saying, like, I, I kind of understand it, why uh, why certain guys really have had to adjust. So, um, anyway, final score, Milwaukee 4, San Diego 3. And, look, hopefully, look, uh, we talked about it earlier, just to focus on Soto for a second, just because the caller brought it up. Look, he, before tonight, I'm looking for the numbers. You know me. Sometimes I've got to search in my notes here. It's a solo show. Search in my notes. So Soto was six for his last 17 with four extra base hits, three RBIs in his last five games coming in. He was 0 for 4 today. Look, I said it earlier in the in the pregame. He's not he wasn't he didn't come in scalding hot. I didn't say that. But maybe some signs and hit the ball hard a couple of times uh in New York yesterday. Signs are coming around. Um I hope he continues to take steps forward. It has not been consistent night to night. And, look, I'm not willing to, again, push any kind of panic button on him or this offense or this team in general after 14 games. So, look, it's been up and down. It's been an up and down start. But they're not whole. Getting Fernando back's a big deal. Getting Joe's back, Joe back's a big deal. He spoke to the media today, was in good spirits, and, and seems like he's going to – uh, be going out for another rehab start at some point here fairly soon and uh, hopefully we get good news on robert suarez so hopefully good news to come as the padres again fall four to three all right let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this thursday night in the majors let's go around major league baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country this is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by jensen meat where great taste meets integrity locally produced in san diego since 1958 Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard here tonight. Not a lot of games going on on this Thursday, but uh, plenty of action around the major leagues. We told you about the walk-off home run. Bradley Rutschman in the ninth inning in Baltimore as the Orioles beat the A's 8-7. The Tampa Bay Rays beat the Red Sox 9-3 to improve to a perfect 
13-0. The Rays will try to set the record in the modern era for consecutive wins to begin a season tomorrow in Toronto. A perfect 13-0. No team since 1900 has ever won 14 straight games to begin a season. Tampa Bay will have the opportunity to do that on the road tomorrow. Reds beat the Phillies 6-2 in Cincinnati. Twins beat the Yankees 11-2 in the Bronx. It was the Tigers over the Blue Jays 3-1 in Toronto. Pirates over the Cardinals 5-0 in St. Louis. And that was it. The other score, Brewers 4, Padres 3-10 here in San Diego. And that's look the out-of-town scoreboard on this Thursday. Taking a look at the... Pitching matchup tomorrow here at Petco Park. On the mound for the Padres, right-hander Michael Waka. And on the mound for the Brewers, left-hander and former Padre Eric Lauer. So it is uh, a former Padre theme the first couple of nights with Colin Ray on the mound for Milwaukee tonight. Eric Lauer on the mound tomorrow. First pitch tomorrow at 6.40. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.40 here on the Padres Radio Network. Certainly hope you can join us then. Michael Waka against Eric Lauer. Taking a look at the final totals in this ballgame here tonight. In 10 innings for the Brewers, four runs, six hits, no errors. They left on eight. And for the Padres, three runs, six hits, no errors. They left on four. Winning pitcher was Devin Williams, who improves to 2-0. and Losing pitcher was Luis Garcia, who drops to 0-2. And the save goes to Yoel Payams, who picks up his first save of the season. Time of game, even with the extra inning, Two hours and 51 minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, the fifth sellout already of 2023, 43,296. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 6.40. Our pregame show begins at 5.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score in 10 innings, the Milwaukee Brewers 4 and the San Diego Padres 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.